0: "'What's the matter now?' demanded Marilla. "'I don't dare go out,' said Anne, in the tone of a martyr, relinquishing all earthly joys. "'If I can't stay here, there is no use in my loving green gables. "'If I go out there and get acquainted with all those trees and flowers and the orchard and the brook, "'I'll not be able to help loving it. "'It's hard enough now, so I won't make it any harder.' "'I want to go out so much. "'Everything seems to be calling to me. "'Anne, Anne, come out to us. "'Anne, Anne, we want a playmate. "'But it's better not. "'There is no use in loving things "'if you have to be torn from them, is there? "'And it's so hard to keep from loving things, isn't it? "'That was why I was so glad "'when I thought I was going to live here. "'I thought I'd have so many things to love "'and nothing to hinder me. "'But that brief dream is over.' I am resigned to my fate now, so I don't think I'll go out. For fear, I'll get unresigned again. What is the name of that geranium on the windowsill, please? That's the apple-scented geranium. Oh, I don't mean that sort of a name. I mean just a name you gave it yourself. Didn't you give it a name? May I give it one, then? May I call it... Let me see. Bonnie will do. May I call it Bonnie while I'm here? Oh, do let me... "'Goodness, I don't care. "'But where on earth is the sense of naming a geranium? "'Oh, I like things to have handles, even if they are only geraniums. "'It makes them seem more like people. "'How do you know but that it hurts a geranium's feelings "'just to be called a geranium and nothing else? "'You wouldn't like to be called nothing but a woman all the time. "'Yes, I shall call it Bonnie. "'I named that cherry tree outside my bedroom window this morning.' "'I called it Snow Queen, because it was so white. "'Of course it won't always be in blossom. but "'One can imagine that it is, can't one?' "'I never in all my life saw or heard anything to equal her,' "'muttered Marilla, beating a retreat down cellar after potatoes. "'She is kind of interesting, as Matthew says. "'I can feel already that I'm wondering what on earth she'll say next. "'She'll be casting a spell over me, too.' She's cast it over Matthew. That look he gave me when he went out said everything he said, or hinted last night over again. I wish he was like other men, and would talk things out. A body could answer back then, and argue him into reason. But what's to be done with a man who just looks? Anne had relapsed into reverie, with her chin in her hands, and her eyes on the sky, when Marilla returned from her cellar pilgrimage." "'There Marilla left her until the early dinner was on the table. "'I suppose I can have the mare and buggy this afternoon, Matthew,' said Marilla. "'Matthew nodded and looked wistfully at Anne. "'Marilla intercepted the look and said grimly, "'I'm going to drive over to White Sands and settle this thing. "'I'll take Anne with me, and Mrs. Spencer will probably make arrangements "'to send her back to Nova Scotia at once.' I'll set your tea out for you, and I'll be home in time to milk the cows. Still Matthew said nothing, and Marilla had a sense of having wasted words and breath. There is nothing more aggravating than a man who won't talk back, unless it is a woman who won't. Matthew hitched the sorrel into the buggy in due time, and Marilla and Anne set off. Matthew opened the yard gate for them, and as they drove slowly through, he said, "'to nobody in particular, as it seemed. "'Little Jerry Boot from the Creek was here this morning, "'and I told him I guessed I'd hire him for the summer.' "'Marilla made no reply, "'but she hit the unlucky sorrel such a vicious clip with the whip "'that the fat mare, unused to such treatment, "'whizzed indignantly down the lane at an alarming pace. "'Marilla looked back once as the buggy bounced along "'and saw that aggravating Matthew.' leaning over the gate, looking wistfully after them.